Hi, and welcome to Is This Really For Kids? A podcast where I, your host, The Attached In, take a piece of children's media and decide, is it really for kids? There's no scoring system. The points don't matter. It's all made up. It's just a thorough discussion on kind of like what we watched as kids, what kids today are watching, how to interpret that, how to talk about these big subjects deeper and have another talk about some of our favorite movies and movies that had an impact and shaped us into the people that we are. So yeah, without further ado... Today, I have back yet again, Luke Scorcho. Hey, that's me. I'm back. Yeah, he's yeah. my boyfriend, so it feels like he never leaves, um, even though we do live separately. I'm a modern woman. Anyway, today we're going to talk about Over the Garden Wall, and this should be a really interesting podcast because I only have watched Over the Garden Wall once, and most of the other stuff that we've been talking about, I've done multiple rewatches, but... I kind of like to get kind of like a first grab opinion, right? I think that's very helpful for filmmakers too, to be like, this is what I remember the first time I saw it. These are the things that I like took down and thought noteworthy during the show. And Luke, you know it really well, right? Yeah, I've seen it, I think at least three times. I've definitely seen it more than once. Maybe four or five times. I've seen it a lot of times. Yeah, it's definitely got an Adventure Time feel. Way more so than I feel like they always say like, oh, Steven Universe is the like come out cartoon after Adventure Time. But I honestly feel like this matches. It's totally a different world for absolutely sure. But it matches the energy level. Well, I think Steven Universe kind of took on the like the anime part of Adventure Time, right? Like it did it did a bunch of that and kind of like this. I feel like the anime of this though sort of reminds me of Adventure Time, like not obviously to a T. It's obviously darker, but the in terms of like facial expressions. Yeah, well, I mean like anime, like like the a, the anime aspect of it. You know, yes, like, the absolutely. Like that, like it's Steven Universe is like an anime. Right, in that there's aspects of Adventure Time that are like an anime. I feel like this is also like an anime, though. There's so many different kinds of anime. I feel like this one is more like the Japanese anime that I was more attracted to, where it's very like kind of prim and proper. I mean, obviously, sure. it's not as like detailed as those are, but the the time period very much so. I feel like there's a lot of animes that take place. Uh, mostly, I guess what I'm thinking of is more of a video game, too, because there's this video game where you farm, and it's called Harvest Moon, and it really brings mm. up those vibes because it's very foresty and yeah, I can see that. yeah so the guy the woodsman uh he's so creepy to me oh yeah he's uh <laughs> and, and i feel like and you didn't like him right i like, didn't like never, him at all yeah like, i never i never came around to his plate i i don't really understand and we'll get to it at the end because obviously spoiler sorry but if you're don't listen to a review before you watch the movie uh this is a critical review um, but anyway, yeah, I don't even understand the bit with his daughter or anything. Uh, you'll have to explain as we go on, but I'm just prefacing. I don't, un- I don't remember how it went. I know there was something tied to, I don't understand why he was really there, especially because there was already like, there's a, a darker villain and he's kind of like the villain lackey, right? Or... Yeah, I mean, unwillingly, but yes, he's, he's kind of been, been forced into this role by the main villain, which is the Beast. Mm-hmm. Um, and the beast is pretty not evil. to be confused with Beauty and the Beast, who also has another beast. This is a different beast, different I believe. Beast. Yep. Yeah, I didn't see any like talking silverware or anything. So, yeah, definitely this this show is a different beast. <laughs> oh my goodness! I always loved the like keeps like a trail of candy, right? Reminiscent yeah. of Hansel and Gretel, which I also right, think is the yeah. same time period. I thought that was interesting. Well, it's a lot of 
there there are a lot of nods to other fairy tales. It feels very like in that like kind of grim fairy tales type thing where it is dark. Like this is yeah. This is like I don't know if it's for kids. Like I, it's not. I don't think that there's anything in it which is objectionable. There's nothing in it that I would say a child can't watch this. But it it feels like it's made for adults. I think this works for kids. I think it's definitely family friendly. Uh, does it? Is everything like puppies and roses and it's a Barbie world, right? No, but I think it's there's definitely worse kids things that I have watched that have been labeled for kids. I do think this was more for maybe a older demographic, not so much like five or four. Like I think you can like Adventure Time at. I feel like this was more 11, 12, you know, preteen and up. Yeah. Yeah. I also, the thing that haunts me is there's that, like, wolf, right? And then he, like, Mm -hmm. gets everything knocked out of him, and then he just turns out to be a small dog. I feel like that's been done before in a bunch of stuff. I love stuff like that. I think that's, like, so cool. Well, I guess that's our first, like, foray into, uh, like, the the beast is manipulating people, right? Like, the beast Mm -hmm. has manipulated the woodsman. It's, like, like made this dog evil, right? There's, like, things in the forest where there's, like, good things that have been made evil. Yeah, it kind of reminds me of, this is like another comparison, sorry, this has been all comparisons, but then Soul, Pixar, where everybody's like a lost soul, that like kind of feels like at least this wolf struggle, eventually the woodsman struggle, which we'll touch on, but there's like this kind of like masking, like people get hidden into their own beast and thus lose who they really are. They like become this monster Uh, and it's like not a metaphor that's not very expensive lord in the show right it's like almost like a b-plot underneath the silliness of the adventures mm-hmm. what are the adventures names again i'm so bad at names i'm so sorry uh wirt and greg wirt and greg greg's the one with the little teacup head right uh wirt is the older one with the yeah the wirt is the cat. older one yeah, yeah. i meant the one the... greg is he but he's got something on his head right yeah he's got like a uh, a kettle right or a pot or something what is yeah, it i think it's a, it's a it's a tea kettle because he was an elephant yeah, we find out later on that that's his his costume was yeah, not the yeah. trunk. Genius. I definitely like. Uh, what is it? It's Greg. Oh my god, I'm so bad at names. Greg and Wirt. Yeah, Wirt is, is the older one. I don't like him as much. He warms towards me in the end. I understand his struggle. Obviously, his younger brother is the treat. Yeah, everyone loves Greg. He's like, too he's so yeah. funny, super charming. He's just like adorable. The Milo character to the Marcy for sure. And he's the Wirt is very like analytical and like second guesses himself and is super critical and is super insecure and greg is in that just like he's the little brother right he's just he's just going along goofing off right Mm -hmm. he's not taking anything that seriously he's like following his intuition because he hasn't learned your intuition (laughs) i'm sure he listens to jewel all the time yes especially that song on repeat um I love to, when we meet Beatrice, and she's basically like, oh, you helped me, so now I owe you a favor forever. And that's like, I wish people were more like that. I feel like now it's like, you helped me. Okay, cool. I'll never talk to you again, uh, and I will not recite your name in my Oscar speech. Do you want me to owe you a favor forever? Is that what's going on? Is no, I feel on? like, but that's how I feel when I like am helped. I'm like, oh, now I owe you until my debt is served, right? Yeah, and there is a there is a weird thing that happens with that where like a lot of times you don't wanna or, or like sometimes somebody helps you and you're like, Oh great, why did you do that? Now I have to help you. Right? There's times when it's wonderful and great. And there's times when it like someone just like does something. I feel like maybe like a work thing or something, or someone like and you're like, 
like, now I owe you and you're not a person I want to owe. Uh, well, um, I don't ever care about that. I think fair is fair and uh, you can pay back people in different ways. Get creative. It doesn't have to be the way that you're regretting, right? That's true. So then we get to, it's Pottsville, I think, and there's a very creepy, creepy turkey and there's the pumpkins dancing all around the vegetables. I honestly wish this was a real harvest where we could all put on pumpkin heads and go dance around. I don't probably get so we weird. I why, mean, why not? I don't know why we aren't. I don't know why this is not happening every October. Yeah, and it's it's creepy, but it's like, I feel like it's like underplayed how creepy it is. It's cool right? though, too. Like, it's, it's weirdly cool at the same time. It almost feels like the filmmakers didn't think it was creepy at all. And everyone watching, you're like, this is super creepy. And they're like, no, it's just like, uh, this is, I do this people. every October. They're like, what are you talking about? I was just, a, like, I'm just showing you my family's celebration. This is how we celebrate harvest. What are you, you guys don't do this? I'm from Iowa. <laughs> do you do you think it would be creepy? Do you think it's creepier for a kid watching it or an adult watching it? I don't know if a kid sees the same thing. I mean, the pumpkins are pretty creepy, but I don't know how desensitized kids are to jack-o'-lanterns. I am definitely a very much person that like zones in on things, and then I'm like, oh, you know, like I don't even want to hang. I'm just moved into this new place, which we're now recording from. Hi, but. I don't even want to put like faces by my bed because I'm scared that I'm going to look up in the middle of the night and see faces and be like, <gasps> like, so I, I don't know. I have a weird face thing. I honestly like I've avoided face. Like I don't make a lot of eye contact and, and stuff like I get. Yeah, she probably makes me wear a mask most of the time. No. Uh, oh sometimes it's like a bag over the head or whatever. She just doesn't want to see my face. No. Anyway, enough about my face phobia. But um Yes, they're not even allowed to leave this festival, which I think that's when it gets creepy. At first, it's like it's yeah. definitely like unsettling, and the I think the pumpkin people are scary. They're like cool. They're not like scary as in like a Saw movie and somebody's nipples being ripped off and there's blood, right? They're scary in that like I don't know, a gremlin. It's cuter than a gremlin though. The pumpkin thing. It's yeah. hard. It's a really. It's a very. I think it's a new brand of creepy. It just like makes you the whole time you're there, you're like, or that they are there, you're there on the journey with the characters. The whole time you're like, when is the other shoe going to drop? You're like, I know there's something going on here and it's super weird and creepy and messed up. And you're just like that whole episode. You're like, when is it going to be revealed? What is going on? What is mm -hmm. the terrible thing? And it's mainly that they just don't want you to ruin their crops. I almost feel like they may be a Native American metaphor, but <laughs> um, <laughs> in a weird fucking way, in a, a racist probably way, because they are just like dancing and celebrating their harvest. And then these two white boys come in and mess everything up. How, how many times as a kid did you learn the story of, oh, that they taught them how to grow corn with a fish in the thing yes i learned about that Why at least we five all times all learn about that is like hammered there are those things that are hammered in your head that the best way to grow yeah. corn is with a fish but who knows how the electoral college works right <laughs> but i know if i'm ever in the new world i can grow corn better by putting a fish in with that was like the one thing we were told for years and then it wasn't until like we were 12 they were like also though Christopher Columbus spread diseases and it killed a bunch of people. And you're like, wait, wasn't that, we were supposed to be happy, right? We can grow corn with a fish and we mm -hmm. celebrated and they're like, 
no, no, <laughs> we lied for years about it. It's like, why don't you just tell the truth? It's like, it's good to go corn with the fish and it's, you know, what, probably bad to claim land as your own when it's not and kill a bunch of people and spread germs unknowingly. Um, exactly. Anyway, so they end up getting, the boys end up getting convicted for disturbing the peace. Now yeah. And now the narrative has switched and they are now the minority because they are convicted mm. for something that is stupid. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think they, I don't even remember, I don't think they do anything. I don't think so either. I think the pumpkins just get upset that they have interrupted, essentially. I think uh-huh. they just get, I don't remember super, this is my first time watching it. I, I was a virgin. And then it was my first time. Um, and then they like dig a grave and it had like a skeleton. Like there is so many like underplayed creepy moments in this episode. Yeah. And then you kind of find out that they're all skeletons wearing pumpkins, which is yeah. also disturbing. Hey, um, you know, to each their own. Yeah. When I die, if you're going to keep my skeleton, I prefer that you make me into a tree. Please dress it in pumpkin. I don't want to just see my, my bare ass naked skull wandering around in the dirt it needs to be in a pumpkin at all times <laughs> honestly that'd be pretty like can you imagine you go to a funeral and like in the casket somebody's put pumpkins on the uh, covering the people i kind of would like it i would rather not see the like horrified makeup face although it used to be my dream to do dead people's makeup mm. but then i was like oh, i'm gonna get freaked out by the spell i'm gonna like what if i have to go do makeup in the middle of the night right to get everything ready and i was like I do not think that I could be alone at night with a dead body. I would be, I feel like I am too, now I believe in the spiritual world after going to New Orleans. So I, I can't, like, I don't think I, I'm afraid that I would see spirits. I'm afraid that like I would cross over to that side and I'm like, I'm not ready for it. I would like to live in a world where like, I don't have any ghosts. Uh-huh. Yeah. I am the ghost buster. Um, and so then it's Greg, right? It's Greg. I'm so Greg bad at Greg is the little one. Greg. Okay, I was right at the Greg. I guess I block out that name due to reasons. <laughs> um, but oh uh, he is a frog with him all the time, right? Yeah, Does the he, frog ever have a name? No, he keeps changing the name. Okay. That's, that's like the thing is he's trying to find a good name for the frog. And then he like... Do they ever like, settle on the frog name? I'll have to see if my notes go right down. I don't down. remember if they do. I don't I, think he... I think like they call him Kitty for a while, I think. I don't think he ever totally settles on a name. Yeah. Well, Greg anyway loves this frog, but thinks that his brother Wirt is a pushover, right? Yes. Yeah. Is, do you think Wirt is a pushover? He is a pushover, yes. I guess. I kind of feel like he does, he's standard, so, like, he, he's accommodating, I feel like. Like, he wants to do what is right, and he's got a very smart brain, so he just does, like, it's like, oh, you're getting new information. Oh, I need to do this? Okay, I will do this. And I don't think it's meant to be pushover-y. I don't really know what he fears besides, like, I guess, regular old teenager insecurities of, like, am I going to be liked, you know? Yeah. And I think, yeah, I think that's like his big thing is he's like trying to, he's like trying to fit in, you know, mm-hmm. he's like a weirdo who's trying to fit in. Yeah. And he's got some kind of stuff. Like, I think he is sad because you kind of find out towards the end. It took me a long time to figure out they were brothers when I was first watching and that, or, or that not even that they were brothers, they're stepbrothers. He is not. Yeah. And that's a very interesting dynamic. That is not a dynamic you always See, and they they act so much like real brothers, and it might just be because Greg is so like magnanimous and charismatic that yeah. you instantly like want to protect him, you know. 
I guess maybe I'm just the only one feeling mother instinct, but um, yeah, Edward is like, I think definitely feels how I felt. He's around the age that I was when I got my step parent and that kind of like, I don't know, like stilted and like you're holding your breath and you're, and you, you know, your life is going to maybe change more. Cause I think too, when you have a step parent, you, you then know that your original parent has somewhat of commitment issues, right? Has some, at some point had a failed relationship that mm-hmm. didn't work out and is like, is this going to happen? And I'm going to go through all of these like brotherly ties and all these family things only to have it ripped away. And then I have to hate this person that I've grown to love. So, yeah. One of the things the show does a great job of is it has, like, you find out later on in the show that they're stepbrothers. And then it's just like, oh, that makes sense, right? It's like we had all the clues there the whole time. Mm-hmm. And now it's just been revealed the thing that is like, well, obviously that makes sense. And it's not like there are twists in it, but there are twists that you can you could guess. The twists that when you they're revealed, you're like, oh, yeah, of course. Of course that would be the thing. Yeah, definitely. I don't know if it's obvious enough to be like, oh, yeah, <laughs> they're stepbrothers, right? But it's like, if you go back, you're like, oh, yeah, I do have information for this. Like, mm-hmm. you're like, oh, 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 a bunch of those. I love the teacher song. It's like the alphabet one. Oh, I love that one so much. Milo, you are not allowed to podcast. You did not see Over the Garden Wall. Please do not mess with the settings on the mixer, but you can come and snuggle if we'll stop you jingling your bell. If you've heard (laughs) a bell jingling the entire time, it's been Milo just walking back and forth trying to be as jingly as possible. And here's the thing about Milo, you guys. I love Milo. Milo is sometimes my favorite cat because Marcy has been so terrible. Although Milo's having a really rough 2021. He's not doing a great start. But Milo had his big break. He's trying to get on this podcast to be famous, right? I got him an audition for this cat food brand. Couldn't hack it. Couldn't hack it. He he did terrible. He did not want to participate in that audition. Yeah. And I worked really hard for him to do this. I was like, oh, don't you want to be a cat actor? You would love it. And he isn't doing good. And now I just like cursed him too. Maybe he'll do better, but I am disappointed because I don't feel like he is fulfilling his dreams uh, with the best integrity. It's anyway. just a call for him to step it up. Yeah. You know, we, know, we know you could do better, Milo, so step it up, do better, please. It's also a loose promotion because Luke and I are working on a cartoon called Marcy and Milo, which is about my two cats uh, and us indirectly, versions mm-hmm. of us for sure. So definitely took a lot of inspiration from over the wall for that. So just plug in this now, <laughs> just get ready for it. Uh, mm-hmm. Be on the lookout for crowdfunding. Or if you are an animator, uh, we could really use your help. We're kind of thinking, I would love for them to be drawn in the style of this too. I could, I would be happy with mm-hmm. this. I want something closer to this than maybe adventure time. Cause I like the darkness of the world anyway. And then also speaking of other good songs, potatoes and molasses, that's your favorite song. Oh, amazing song. You love that song. I, I, it was overhyped for me. Somebody the whole time was very excited about Potatoes and Molasses. It's a great song. It's, uh, it's very catchy. It's heartwarming. Um, it has a good message about, uh, about experimenting with food, I guess. (laughs) And, and. Have you had Potatoes and Molasses? Is that any good? Uh, never. You think, Um, I think it might be good. It would probably be okay. I I don't even know where to get molasses though. Uh. I don't even know what's going on with Milo right now. He tucked uh, himself under the, the desk of the... I have this like two-tiered desk now that I record on for better sound, and he has tucked himself underneath the where the computer is. Uh, 
Sorry, we should just do a podcast about Milo. This is yeah. all the children's content you need. Have, have you ever, have you ever had molasses? I don't know. I feel like maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Well, I don't even know. I don't think I have. I feel like I might have indirectly and not known, but I definitely like that was the thing that my mom like always. I feel like I always had it around and would like use it in recipes. Yeah, that's how um, I feel. I feel like I've seen my own mother with a molasses bottle, but I don't ever remember eating the molasses. I don't remember what molasses tastes like. I don't know why she had it. Is this sweet? It's like a, a sweet. Is it a sweetener? Is it like agave? It is. It, yeah, I mean, it's like it's like very thick, obviously, because people always talk about it being thick and, and she thick um, molasses and uh, viscous. <laughs> it's very viscous, um, which means it's very uh, it's a liquid and it moves very slowly. Yeah, like, I know that. Uh, I knew it was slow, kind of um, like syrup. Yeah, but yeah, it uh, yeah, it's just like a, a syrup, and I, I don't remember ever doing anything with it's that. very it old timey though it, so it definitely fits this kind of vibe it's like not it makes me think of actually like the energy of the show like molasses mm. in the show is a brand somehow right it, it does work it is a connected puzzle piece yes and when you watch the show you'll love the song the song's amazing and everybody who doesn't think so is wrong <laughs> oh my god it's not that i don't think it's amazing it just was overhyped i was expecting i don't know some some glee worthy nonsense <laughs> um also there's like a scary gorilla there are so many scary gorillas in children's media i'm also terrified of monkeys um hmm. because i'm terrified Every of monkey? people Almost. Even, even not, with a cute little, like, marmoset? You... No, the cute sweater monkeys I can do. It's apes. Orangutans honestly kind of get me. Anything that has similar hands to me, I'm like, mm. no. I don't know why. I just am, like, afraid that we will have to date monkeys one day to keep our species up. I don't know. I'm, I'm really worried about a lot of random bullshit, as you can tell. <laughs> and then you find out that the teacher's guy who she was singing about is the guy in the gorilla suit. I feel like this is a SpongeBob episode, too. There is, you wouldn't know SpongeBob, obviously. Not like you do. Yeah, not like I do. (laughs) Inside joke. Sorry, guys. But there's like this one episode where there's like a gorilla and he like goes on a horse and the whole like summary of that is like, they're on to the us. And I feel like this show was the answer to that SpongeBob episode Mm. I didn't know I needed. And then no bluebirds are allowed in this one tavern they go to, which is a very odd tavern rule, I would say. Yeah, I don't don't remember if that ever, I don't think that's ever rationalized, is it? No, they just, there's no bluebirds around. Is it, do they Is it supposed to be like racism, like no blacks, no Hispanics? Guess no so. deaf, no no service animals allowed. Right? I, I don't remember. Do they tell her that, or does she tell them? Is I she, think they she... tell her. They t- they tell her because she does. She wants to keep them due to her ulterior motive, which we'll get yeah. to in a little bit. Yeah, because they they say that they're like what bluebirds bring joy, but they assume that bluebirds bluebirds curse. That's what hmm. I think it is. It's that they're like the symbol of a curse, which is. Funny, because I don't think in our world, right, bluebirds are like a symbol of hope and happiness, right? It's yeah, zippity-doo-dah, zippity-ay. Yeah, that's how. Mm-hmm. <laughs> one funny story that my aunt always tells me about one of her friends, uh, he has like a, a mentally handicapped sister, um, and she loves like the bluebirds from Cinderella. And so to get him to like make her happy, he got tattoos of bluebirds. And then he like looked at his chest and he was like, 
I look queer, right? <laughs> and it was like, great. It's a really funny story of like, oh, I got these tattoos and they're like, not, they're affecting his straight guy energy, I guess. <laughs> um, One of the things I love in the, the tavern, because the tavern is like, they're, everyone's got a role. That's the whole thing, right? It's, it's like, I'm the tailor. I'm the baker. I'm the whatever. And it's like, yeah. and then they're like, what are you? And he's like, I'm, I'm just, I'm just me. And they're like, and everyone is trying to like put a label on them. And like, yeah. what are you? But what is your role? And that's like a, a thing that happens to all of us in our lives. Yeah. Because I think we're like going around and then people are like, but what are you? And it's like, well, especially I'm, I'm as an person. actor. Yeah. Especially as an actor. I think that it's like, what's your type? What's your brand? What can you do? Boil mm -hmm. down your sentence. Like, because this is an age of publicity. It's all about what can you do for somebody. It's so hard for me. I think a lot of creative people struggle to to just summarize yourself in one word, right? Uh -huh. Mine is multitudes then. Fuck you. <laughs> um, mm -hmm. uh, I think here is when I, I thought the woodsman was the beast for a really long time. Mm. And I mean, this is like kind of what occurs-ish. I can't tell. I don't know. It, it, would you say that the beast is a separate entity? They feel like a, like a weird conjoined pair. Well, the, I mean, the beast is manipulating the woodsman. They're not, they're like, it's, he is kind of doing. So the beast came before the woodsman, you would say. Yes, like he, he existed and yeah. then the woodsman got pulled into his kind of undertow. Yes. Then there's the one with the, the really rich guy. Uh, I loved this episode. I oh, wanted yeah. to live in this guy's mansion. I wanted to just exist in this world. Voiced by John Cleese, I believe. Oh. If I'm, if I'm rem remembering correctly. He's the old, uh, yeah. crazy old dude. Doesn't he like love Greg right away too? And he like, I can't remember the deal with that episode. He like thinks, they've like convinced him that they're his Greg, nephews. yeah, his nephews. Yeah. Yeah. And so that, just to like get into the house. <laughs> Um, I wonder if that works. <laughs> I doubt it does. I what feel you... like you, I mean, definitely, I think in the past you probably could. Well, I think too with know. some, with uh, like some people who are rich and their houses run by like maids and stuff, right? You'd be like, oh, I'm the cousin, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm sure now they would have probably prepped you for security, but I wonder how many people lie and say, oh no, I'm related to this person. Yeah. I mean, that, I assume that happens all the time. Yeah. All and the then time. the rich guy's dude is that he's afraid of madness, right? He's afraid of going mad, but he is, like, kind of crazy. Yeah. Yeah, he thinks he's going mad. Literally me. <laughs> uh, and then we learn that Beatrice, the bluebird, she used to be human. Well, she, like, threw a rock at a witch, right? She threw a rock at a witch. And then they cursed yeah, their whole family so. as yeah. bluebirds, which also, like, don't throw rocks at people, first of all. If that's, that's the true. one thing we can impart from this podcast today, I would not recommend throwing rocks at anybody yeah the each episode is it, it does such a great job of each episode is like a mini fairy tale yeah right? and they're like so they kind of like they re remind you of other fairy tales but they're original stories mm -hmm. and so you're just like kind of going through and you're learning bit by bit by bit you're learning the overall story of what's going on but it's through this just like oh here's one where they're with this guy at a house oh here's one with this creepy cabin in the woods you know 
Yeah, I also loved that. There was like two people at the mansion, right? Both who thought they were so rich and they just like never ran into each other because there was like so many. Well, because it was, they had two, they've got two different houses and they built them so big that they became one house. That yeah. They just like met in the middle and now they're, they don't know whose house is whose. I loved that. It was in a weird way, like a fantastical twist on that Edgar Allan Poe, right? He wrote this thing about like that guy being buried in underneath the wall, right behind a wall. Do you remember what that story uh, was? Oh, I can't remember. Heart? Is that what you're talking I about? I think so. I just remember reading it in English. And for whatever reason, when she came, because she like looks like a ghost, kind of the lady of the other house. Yeah. And so that's what I thought it was going to be like a spin on that. And it like, I feel like is in a weird way because there's a lot of like similarities. But mm-hmm. yeah, they were both like business competitors too, which was funny. Oh, yeah. They were they're like both, tea, yeah, right? They both got a tea, a tea thing. Oh, I wish I belonged to a rich family that had a tea empire. That's amazing. Yeah. Hire me to be your tea empire spokesperson. Marry me into the family with my boyfriend on the podcast. <laughs> hey, you know, it's all right. If it's for tea, then, then that's okay with it's me. It's like, if I can use her money, um, her, her, her dowry. Um, the frog doesn't have clothes on until it, like, is on that weird frog ship, right? The frog's, yeah, like, the naked fro- yeah, the frog's it. naked, yeah. But I always think about that because then there's, like, those frog people. And I was like, wow, so this frog's just been, like, chilling. And, and we can't accept titties on Instagram, but we can have a frog. A in, naked uh, frog. A naked frog. In front on, of children. Oh, in front of children on a children's TV show. Yeah, uh, appalling. I appalling. can't believe it. The double standard. Women don't even get the same rights as frogs. True. Think about that. Yeah. Wow. Think about that. Well, but if it was a female frog, would it, would we be even having this conversation? You know, right? Because he gets to have, I guess, have his little frog dick out there to see. <laughs> but you know, like, yeah. you know, nobody wants to see those frog titties. Yeah, or frog vajayjays. Yeah. Oh man. And do, that, do frogs have? Do, I don't know how uh, amphibians' genitalia works. I just want to go out there and put that out there that I do not have yeah. a lot of knowledge. I know they lay eggs. Similar humans also have eggs. Everybody seems to have an egg at one Everybody's point. Everybody's got an egg. Eggs yeah. are vital, I suppose. I don't know if frogs get periods. These are very good questions. I'm going to Google this and type all the answers in the comments because I would love yeah. to know and I'm not going to remember to Google by the end of this podcast. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, Frog genitalia. What's it about and how's the process? What is frog sperm? Because like tadpoles are, it's got to be a different reproductive system because they like are in their egg more. <laughs> humans have sperm that are like little tadpoles, but frog sperm is like little humans. <laughs> they're like swimming. <laughs> I'm scared. I'm they're just like, it's like we're you know, supposed to, we've come from amphibians. Like I have like little webbed fingers. So... We apparently, if evolution is true, sorry, my Christian family. Well, first fish, I guess, but like amphibians are part of the evolutionary process to us, supposedly. Yeah. Something, I don't sure. know. I hated science sometimes. I hated chemistry more so. And uh, because I was so religious, I couldn't think about stuff like evolution. Then Adelaide, she's the scary witch, right? Or like the decoy scary witch? Or is she bluebirds scary Adelaide. witch? Adelaide is what they're always trying to go to, right? Yeah. Adelaide. Okay. Yep, yeah, Adelaide Sorry to clarify. To, to, no, yeah, that's, that's the witch that... Is scary still, too, um, yes. and but ruined the family. Yeah, she kind of understand why you threw a rock at her, honestly, uh, Beatrice. But, um, mm-hmm. but also, yeah. don't throw rocks at scary yeah. witches who are super powerful. Yeah, that's don't like do not it. really smart. It's not great. It's not smart to it's do that. It's not great, but she is frightening. 
I mean, and maybe the rock was like an accident, like maybe it just like kind of leaped out of her hand in shock. She's a very frightening witch. Uh, not to judge people and ugly shame people, but yeah. So basically, now we find out the twist hook, which honestly felt like a little knife in my stomach that Beatrice was going to betray Wirt and Greg. Yeah. That was, I hated that. Don't do that. I wanted her to just be good and like light, but yeah, bluebirds really are cursed, I guess. Don't trust a motherfucking bluebird. She, like, tries to, to back out of it, though, doesn't she? I'm pretty sure yeah. she, like, she tries to get out at the end. She's, like, taking them the whole way. But then she's like, oh, maybe we shouldn't go there. Maybe we shouldn't do it. And they're like, what are you talking about? We went all this way. Why would we not go? Yeah, it's definitely too late and she can't think of another excuse. I also think, though, she still has the ulterior motive and is selfish. And I know her family is on the line, so I get it. But, yeah. Yeah. And then I think they, like, end up having to escape from her. And what, they blow out her candle. And that's when, like, Adelaide melts, right? She, like, physically melts like most witches oh i i honestly don't remember you don't i think she melts it's scary keep keep talking about how i've seen this so many times and then when we bring up any specifics of what happened i'm like i have no idea it's really a show you can get lost in though for sure that's why i have even a hard time like i remember it being good but i don't remember all the details uh kind Mm -hmm. of like edith finch right it was like i remember certain parts of it but i couldn't tell you Every blow by blow because you get so lost in the world. It's also very quick because the episodes are only 10 minutes. Yeah. And so you're like, and and each episode is is a mini story. So you're like, it's not like if you're watching, I don't know, right, uh, if you're watching like The Sopranos, it's like you're getting these characters over and over in these story arcs and they're going to the same places and doing the same things. And this is like, you get little bits of these characters and they're, in each episode doing a totally different thing with a different cast of characters around them. Yeah. So it's hard to like remember all the specifics of what happened because so much yeah. happens. Well, in and the show. animation is so good. Like I definitely, yeah. I, this happens when you're like watching for the first time and taking notes is like, sometimes I get lost in the story and I'm like, Oh crap, I, I'm reviewing this. I need to like write down reminders so that I know uh, when to talk about it because I'm going to hope to be one more day, one more organized where I can just like instantly watch a movie and then instantly podcast. But like, Life doesn't work that way. I wear yeah. many hats. But yeah. So then we find that the beast is looking for the children. And I never really understand what he wants for the children. Just more people in his pole. Yeah, I think he just wants like souls. I think he's just trying to like, it's just like a classic beast trying to kill people and get their souls. There's a lot of that in children. Uh, I guess probably even today. There's a lot of people just trying to get your soul, man. Yeah. And it's like very off when Greg like goes to the beast willingly to say oh. the word. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. That episode is crazy. Then this is the one. Honestly, I think this is my favorite episode with the like ringing bell that is like commanding. And there's that like one girl. Oh, it's so creepy. Especially because the like master of that one, it's a huge decoy. And she like just looks disgustingly evil. And she looks like a rockfish. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Just the things that eat jellyfish. And it's awful. And then... You think it's like, there's like no way it's going to be sweet, innocent Laura. Laura's like so kind and nice. And then it's that old plot twist of like Red Riding Hood is the wolf, right? Like that's like, and oh, I love those stories. I love the inner monster girl. I don't know why. Mm -hmm. And it's almost in a weird way, like a messy PMS metaphor, I feel like, right? Of like the beast within us of Mm. the like mean, the evil, the eaves. (laughs) And this is, it's such a good twist because the whole time you're like 100% 
convinced you know what's going on. You're right. Obviously, this lady is evil and is manipulating this little girl. And then you get to the end and you're like, oh, no. Oh, crap. <laughs> yeah, I mean, she's scary as the devourer. It is. Yeah. I, oh, like, yeah. I only have, like, a flash of, haunt, like, a, the haunting image. And then I think my mind just blacked out because it's like, nope, too scary. I am not. Yeah. Somewhere, one day I'm going to be doing a yoga class and I'm going to see the image of the devourer again. And I might throw up or have, like, a panic attack. It's somewhere trapped, stored in my body, for yeah. sure. That's definitely a moment that I'm like, a kid would be scared. Yeah. And not, I, not that kids can't be scared. Kids, yeah, you should maybe be scared sometimes. But like, that's But also like, that makes a parent's job hard because then you've got to stay extra with your kid. And I, I mean, this is why I do the podcast though. It's like, so that you can go in preparing, right? To be like, oh, and especially if you're feeling like, oh, I'm not bonding with a kid. Great way to bond is through scaring them. This is awful advice. I'm so sorry. You can you can be scared together. You can have a snuggle together. <laughs> you and your terrified child. Uh, it's great. If you need them to trust you, nothing better to do than scare you. That's what my family taught me. <laughs> make it make it so they can't trust you because they think you're gonna scare them all the time, and then but they'll have to rely on you anyway because they're so scared. I'm not okay. Yeah, you're, you're not, you're, you, you don't want kids. Right? <laughs> I don't. I'm not having sure. kids. Yeah, okay. so I'm, not, I'm okay, sorry. Good. I would never do this anyway. This is not real advice. This is supposed to be a joke. Uh, I like jokes that are terrible to say. Sorry, that's my comedy and my preference of taste. Uh, at no time am I ever serious except when I talk about sexual abuse. <laughs> it's my one passion project. Anyway... So then we have your moment that you were speeding yeah. to talk about uh, where the beast takes Greg by kind of tricking him. And it's hard with that like fun dream. I hate stuff like that. They do it terribly in the Wrinkle of Time movie. But I hate that like here we're going to dangle the like prized world that you want. Right. And create all this fun world. But it's mm-hmm. but it's not fun. Right. It's like a, a torment level. Oh, I can't. Anything psychological to the mind like. Oof, I get heated and, and frightened. Mm-hmm. I can't even remember all of that episode because it was just like crazy. There's like that weird wind thing, which is also like drawn kind of scary. It's not as scary as like the devourer, but it's like weird. It's kind of old timey looking, the like gust of wind, right? You know yeah, what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, because he's got the, he's like, he's like thinking of a plan or something and he goes yeah, into this whole Yeah, he's trying to find the way home. That's what yeah. it is. And then, yeah. There's this whole dream sequence and then the, the like north wind comes into his dream. Yeah. It's like destroying everything did he go before wart fell into the lake or after wart fell into the lake well they fell into the lake that was all before that's all the prequel stuff they they were in the lake the whole time okay so this is just like a drowning fantasy it seems like the reality is that they live in a world much like ours and this fantasy world they hit on us because they're like hallucinating while dying essentially yeah this is dark man it's freaking really dark because then we see, well, one other thing I liked about Greg was he was, like, helping this, like, old lady give out candy on Halloween, right? That's why he had all the candy at the beginning. Because yeah. that was the weird thing. The one thing that I don't know if I love about this episode, uh, the series, is that they, they like, flash back to the moment before they were over the garden wall, yes. right? Or before they, like, this whole universe. Uh, and then we see that, like... Ward is like, he's literally stalking this girl that he has a crush on. Her name's Sarah, like my sister. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I get it. I'm totally hot. Um, honestly, haven't really met a Sarah who's ugly looking. So mm. this is for all the Sarahs out there. Uh, hello, hotties. Wow. Keep working it. And then Greg, this whole time, is looking for a frog. Still, his, his whole life goal, I guess, has been just looking for a frog. Remember, things were that simple. I used to go out uh, when I was 
my family had like a lake house in Michigan and we would go, I would look for frogs all the time. I remember I got leeches one time looking for frogs. Like, uh-huh. And then there's like a, a careful way that you're supposed to remove a leech, you know? And they just like took a knife and sliced it off. And I, I don't think you're supposed to do that. There's like a way that you... just do a match, I think. At least yeah. for ticks, you like... I think it's the... And you do like a thing where you like light a match and then you put it out and then you stick the hot... Yeah. And onto them and then it makes them... Because it's supposed to... Because they can backs. like leave their like teeth... Or they can leave some part of it in you because yeah. they're like essentially parasites. Oh, so creepy. I haven't even seen Parasite and I'm not ready. Oh <laughs> I, the word parasite... I don't even know what it's about, but just the word parasite freaks me out because I'm scared of... I, okay, I watched... When I was young, I got really traumatized. I was not mentally ready. I was on the Discovery Channel because I was a huge nerd. And there was that woman who, like, had worms. And she was, like, throwing up worms and, like, pooping uh. out. Oh, nope. I can't. Uh, this is nothing to go with Over the Garden Wall, but very freaky as well. Just needed a place to talk about it. Uh, and then I love the cop joke. Uh, I wish your dad was like this, Luke. I wish most cops were like this. Sorry, Luke's dad. He's never going to listen to this podcast. <laughs> but uh, when he's like... He's like, hey, what are you kids doing? And then he's like, oh, just kidding. Trick or treat. Happy Halloween. (laughs) Right? Like, (laughs) if only the police force would be like this. Then I would be like, fun the police. But until now. Uh And then Wart, poor Wart, makes this tape for his girl, his hope to be girlfriend, Sarah, right? And it like ends up being the guy that's like his competition. She thinks it's from him, right? Yeah, Jason Funderbarker. Ugh, the worst, dude. I hate when that. And I'm. Like, why does it people, why do people say something? I guess I understand, though, because there's definitely times where, like, I've let a lie slide because it was, like, it's too awkward to explain, I feel like, or, like, not, or been, like, eh, it doesn't really matter. I'm not going to correct it, but I don't know. If it was a tape, I'd be like, no, I didn't do that. Um, But I guess maybe they wouldn't have believed him. I feel like when you're 13, people just think whatever they want to think, and there's Mm -hmm. nothing you can do to convince them. Yeah. And then we also learned that Wirt is in the marching band, of course. I wish I was in the marching band. I honestly wish I had committed to an instrument, and I think that would be fun. I should definitely have stronger casts than I currently have today. Mm, yeah, I was in the, the homeschool marching band, but we didn't march. We, did, we were just a band. <laughs> uh, do you want to plug your, your yeah, SoundCloud? Yeah, uh, Scorcho Music, uh, <laughs> SoundCloud.com slash Scorcho Music. I think the funniest uh, thing about your band is that you can't, I don't think you can make any money on SoundCloud, right? You'd have to yeah, get... well, they we only put them on SoundCloud. I think after that, we were like a band. We we had a MySpace page back when we were actually doing band things. Yeah, you got to put it on YouTube, band, to get uh, the money. You got to get first. You got to get a thousand scri- subscribers. Though it's not how it used to be. Yeah, I mean, um, we've been broken up for like. <laughs> hey, man! A lot of one-hit well, wonders. George Michael's had a comeback. He was not appreciated during his time. So any music man, is possible. It's been like I don't know, fifteen years. I feel like there is no way that you will not. Reperform. We will not have a reunion at one point in your lives. You mean because we're brothers and we sometimes see each other? Yeah, I think that I think it's inevitable to happen. I feel like one of your parents is gonna die, and you're like, we gotta get the band back together, you guys. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's gonna be like Dad's dying wish that we have to play one more song for him at his funeral, Um, and you're like, (laughs) you're like banging on the drum, just crying. Oh, man. Anyway, so then they find Beatrice's family in a tree. I think she calls like somebody endearingly China Cup, and it's like cute, but is it racist? Da, 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 da. I don't remember that. You don't remember that? No, I don't remember China Cup. I wrote China Cup in here, and it sounds sounds too specific for me to make it up. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, 
But yeah, oh yeah, because they're all uh, they're all eating yeah. dirt. Because <laughs> apparently in this world, that's what birds do is they eat dirt. Oh, I mean, essentially they have to to get the worm, but um, yeah, probably eat a little yeah. bit. And then still, Greg is being tricked to like get this comb, and he has to like sit in the cold and wait. And it's yeah. like, oh, it's so it's basically sad. Basically, just tricking him to die of, of being hypothermia. Yeah. yeah. And then they want to burn him. Uh, at, I think in the fantasy world, right? They want to like light him, Greg, on fire. Uh, maybe. <laughs> Who knows? Who, Who knows? watched this show, Who man? Knows? Who knows what's going on? We are just reviewing die. things, not knowing anything. <sighs> Oh, man. And then we learned that, like, Eldwood trees come from lost souls. So, like, this whole forest is, I guess, mm. people who died, who drowned in this lake. This lake is not... what Because the cops are out fucking tricking people on Halloween instead of doing their job and protecting our kids from the rivers and lakes and the, the, the enemy that is water that is not in our houses. <laughs> destroy all beaches destroy <laughs> water really is water is scary water is one of those things that's like covering most of the earth and like we can't do anything with it it's like we don't land. even know how deep the ocean is that what we don't know we'll never probably know how deep the, we don't know no we gotta know sometimes we, we like i don't think better. we can know i don't think we can it's because the pressure as you go deep down it's more and more things it's really but also they're they're better and better at like at pressure you know at handling pressure with like tech More stuff pressure. still but it's no. oh my goodness anyway so the woodsman is like crying about needing oil right he yeah because he needs because he believes that that he's keeping this lantern burning because the soul of his daughter is in it that's what he believes um so he's yeah. been like going around and he's like every time you turn the lights off you kill the souls of your ancestors so just so you know environmentalist i'm looking at you yeah. you want to save electricity wow. but you're tearing uh, the families and the homes apart yeah terrible terrible <laughs> the left is out of control absolutely <laughs> uh, <laughs> sorry no you guys are fine um i mean some of you anyway um <laughs> then Greg stole the old a rock from the old lady and then like returned it, which was very funny, right? He had like a rock for yeah. a while. Well, and that's the thing is he's like, you know, I can't remember. He's like, he has all of this guilt. He thinks that everything like is is about the fact that he stole this rock from this lady's <laughs> garden that he was helping, and it's like, oh, I screwed up so bad. You don't know what I did, and it's just such a minor thing. Yeah, right? I feel like kids are like that though. Like oh, I, yeah. I definitely to this day feel like this, and it's like, oh, that is because I got frustrated and I let my frustration get to me, and I didn't speak in my nice customer service voice. I ruined everything. Right, I deserve all the bad things. Like you make one mistake, one error in judgment, and you think like. This is, it's definitely a very Christian mindset, too, of like, oh, you do bad. I'm, I, honestly, that's more Hindu than Christian, but Christians have stolen it and adapted it, for sure. Of like, if you do bad, bad things are going to come to you, right? If you sin, you are going to be, it's going to be so much worse for you than yeah. if you just follow these rules. I think it's it's hard, and it's hard to, to show, I think, in entertainment like this, but like, kids... Things are like the end of the world to them. It's not like, oh, uh, it's like, oh, I did something wrong and I'm going to be punished. And that's the worst thing that's ever happened to me. And like things feel very important, I think. Mm -hmm. And things things seem like when you're a kid, at least at a certain age, everything feels like the end of the world. It's like and, and then you look back and you're like, oh, that was no big deal. Why was I so worried about like like I would worry all the time when I was a kid 
then I would have left my like when it would rain, I would be like, did I leave toys outside that are gonna get ruined by the rain? And I would lie awake at night thinking about make going to through a mental checklist to see if I brought all the toys in so that they wouldn't get ruined by the rain. And like now looking back, I'm like, what a stupid thing to worry about. I was wasting my time and energy worrying about toys in the rain. Sorry that you wasted all the time about Toys in the Rain, but it sounds like a really good, like, Eric Clapton song, right, or, like, some country song. I really feel like you've got something there. Something is untapped. If I left Toys in the Rain. (laughs) In the rain, I would go back out again and rescue toys from the rain. Yeah, we got something here, guys. Uh, Stay tuned for our album. Yeah, it's going to be so good. But anyway, so then I think it's, they both feel too weak to go home, right? And then is the woodsman trying to be like, oh, put your spirit in the lantern? Or is that the beast urging them? The, the, I think they're like kind of working One, together. Yeah. They're kind of like working together. Well, because the, the woodsman thinks that he's, he's like very misguided, trying to keep his daughter alive. Even though, she's even so dead. She's, she's dead. so dead. Yeah. Oh, which is brutal. It is hard when you kind of learn that. Because then the woodsman ends up blowing out the lantern, right? Yeah, and just walks away from it all. And then I guess, does the beast die? It seems like the beast is gone after the, thing, the lantern. The, the yeah. beast is the, what is living in the lantern, right? Oh. It was like, it was always the, the beast. So he was so, keeping it alive. Ugh. Yeah, he didn't know that he was keeping uh, the beast alive. I forgot that because it hurts so much, yeah. that realization. Sorry to spoil it, but honestly, you could go through and watch it. And it's, I think it's still going to hit you. Really spoiled this whole show. I know. So if you, um, <laughs> but yeah, the and, and it's so tragic because the woodsman, like, he at least had something keeping him going. Of like, yeah. I, like I'm living for my daughter, or believing that stuff. your kid's still out there, right? That like hard. That's hard to let go. It would, in some ways, too. I always think of this book. I can't ever think of the disease it's on, but it's about that disease. I think it's like synesthesia or something where you like, if you hear a sound, you'll see a color and like certain like Mm. letters and numbers have colors. It's really cool, but like a total burden to live with, which I get. I think that's just called being creative in the capitalist society. But anyway, there's this thing called a mango shaped space, which was a book written about that. That's what the character had and her cat dies. And then for like ever, she feels like she can see this mango shaped space of like her kitty was orange. So she sees him around. And I swear Mm. when my favorite cat died, I will like, I would see like the blur of him running. It was like a ghost. And I, I don't know if that's just grief that does that. Honestly, though, when my first husband left me, it was awful. Like, and I feel like, I feel like I, I would almost always see him everywhere. Like I would see people that looked like him. It was, yeah, I don't know. Maybe your brain just does that when it's like missing somebody so much. It like is like, oh, we can fail this problem. We could find people that are are this, right? You're looking for this? Uh, I'm a brain. I solve things. Uh, so yeah. I totally understand that Woodsman's thing, though, of this like, you know, it's a lot easier to be alive knowing that something is continuing right knowing that something doesn't have to change and uh one of just blowing out the lantern what do you need you viewers uh listeners of what do you need to blow the lantern out in your life what do you yeah yeah we've all got a lantern we're carrying around and we should just blow it out it's your beast man yeah wow yeah but i thought this was really good uh i mean the hospital thing any type of thing, like, they even say that for, like, Rugrats, you wouldn't know because you, you were banned for Nickelodeon, which is so sad. But the Rugrats has this, like, one theory that Angelica 
dreamed the whole thing up and those things like get me this like because there is something i feel like that's the only reason i'm really imaginative and creative is because my daily life circumstances were so shit that it was like the fantasy world was so ideal it's a theme in so many yeah. good stories, right? Like the Chronicles of Narnia, it's World War II. Mm-hmm. That's what's going on. Uh, Pan's so Labyrinth, fantasy, right? Yeah. Pan's Labyrinth, that's a war situation. Oh, Pan's Labyrinth. I can't wait to review that. Oh my oh, goodness. Man. But it's so sad. I so cry. Sad. so hard too because I have a younger brother like that too. And you can't, when you, I love my younger brother so much that I, I could see me doing the same stuff. But that, yeah. Hallucinations are real, man. Seek help. Um, yeah, it's it was pretty cool. What was your favorite thing about it? Over the garden wall or yeah. hallucinations? <laughs> uh, whatever one you want to talk about. Uh, okay, I mean, no. this podcast is about over the garden wall, so probably preferably there. But if you want to go on hallucinations, why not? <laughs> like, yeah. Hmm. Over the garden wall, favorite thing. Uh, I think I I the the like world. I don't know. I love the the like. The little stories. I love the the fairy tales. It's like, because we, and we always get so many, like, oh, a retelling of Cinderella, a retelling of whatever. And it's always like the same thing. Oh, here's a new Hansel and Gretel movie. Here's a new whatever movie. And so to be able to get a bunch of, like, new fairy tales, it's like, and they, they remind you of other fairy tales. And, like, there's, you know, uh, like, throwbacks to things. But they're new stories. And you're just getting, like, a bunch of these, like, new stories and also this big overall story. That That's nice what to the get. animation style reminds me of. It's fairy tale books. It's, like, the illustrations that would mm. be next to it. I was like, why does That's this true. feel so familiar? But it is, they are. And that's why they have the weird little hats. <laughs> yeah, it's like the animation. It's the same kind of book that has a big letter. You know, yes. When starting it off and it's got and the, the R the is like ridiculously huge and it's yeah. all like immaculately drawn. Shout out to the illustrators that do that, man. Yeah. Uh, if you can't donate to this podcast, you know, draw me, draw me a mouthy and all those cool letters. That'd be awesome. Yeah, that'd be cool. I would love that. I would share it all over the place. So yeah, uh, well, thanks for coming on and talking about Over the Garden Wall with me. Yeah, of course. Is thanks there anything else you want to say about it? You want anything you want to plug or? Ooh, do I want to plug anything? Hey, follow me on TikTok. Follow me on Instagram. I'll attach the me. links below. Uh, <laughs> um, other than that, you know, I'm just reading some books. It's uh, it's quarantine, so I'm not doing a whole lot, but I'm trying to get smarter, you know? It's been auditioning and stuff. You've been doing some I've stuff. doing some stuff. Helping me out. Uh, I am a lot of work. Um, about the truth. <laughs> I am. I'm doing a lot of things, you guys. Uh, but it's going to be amazing when it all comes together, I think. But yeah, so thank you guys for listening. Uh, let me know your thoughts about Over the Garden Wall. Uh, if you haven't seen it, go see it and then comment them all here. Uh, and share with me what you think. Uh, if you also would like to support, obviously following me, following Luke, following anybody who's been on the podcast, that all supports everything. Uh, there are donation links below. N- pretty much everything will go to advertising this because I would like more people to listen to it. We've got a couple of good viewership and stuff, so I appreciate you guys for showing up and whoever's getting a kick out of it i hope to make it the best that it can be and i hope that you're enjoying it and as you know i release new episodes on friday if you want me to release more pay me more please and i will do it for you uh yeah so watch over the garden wall and thanks for listening bye